And now, sifting through the static with your host, Justin Brenner. We are live. We are live with Scott from Wicked Reports. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing great, Justin. Thanks for having me. Welcome, Ad Leaks. Been on a few times, been a while. Really yes, love this community. So, how was your fourth quarter? Fourth quarter was was stable. You know, first quarter was no no bueno. <laughs> Second quarter was a little rocky. Third started to improve, and fourth was it was a nice stable quarter. So, that was welcome. You know, it's been a turbulent year. I always sure. stable. Stable is always good. Stable was a you know sustainable and stable was the, the my update to the rest of the owners yesterday, and I was like, you know what, I'll take that. <laughs> I will take it. So Scott, if you're not familiar with Scott, Scott is the CEO of Wicked Reports. He's been doing attribution for how long now? It's 24, 2013. Yep. So the Year thing 10. about thing about Wicked and Scott is that's all he does. Uh, expert in it. That's they don't do other things. You know, they do one thing and they do it the best in the business, which is why we have partnered with him, uh, which is attribution. So today we're going to talk about not so necessarily pitching Wicked, although Wicked does this very well. But if you're using other attribution platforms, I know some people are tied to other ones. Um, you know, we have we have tested all of them and uh thoroughly and still test as i tell scott we st i still test them just to see what else is out there um and me nuts too. <laughs> there's nothing there is nothing let me rest man let me rest for a day <laughs> uh, well the reason i do it is just to see you know what can be improved just across the board and what other people are doing i always like to know but um there is nothing out there to the level of track trackability that that you have, you know, even like I've said time and time again with triple well, um, it's been a few months since I've used them, but there's no way to validate their data. And that's the big thing with wicked that I always love and go back to is when somebody comes to me with this attribution stuff is how do you know this is right? How do you validate what you're looking at? You're just trusting some programmer behind the scenes that you don't know from Timbuktu on what, what he's programming up. But with Wicked, you're able to see that click level data. You're able to see everything and you're able to validate that what actually is spitting out in platform is true, which is what I really, really love. Um, and today we're going to go over something which is really, really awesome. And I know you've been pushing this hard and working really, really hard on this, but uh, which a lot of people miss, but uncovering great ROAS with uh, middle of funnel. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Um, anything else you want to tell sure. us that I didn't cover, but... You know, 2023, there's some interesting forces at play in the market. Um, you know, Google Analytics is now pushing GA4 over Universal and going to sunset Universal. Yeah. Well, Universal, one nice thing about it was you had order ID level attribution. You could shove up your orders and it would tell you, hey, for order ID five out of your cart, mm -hmm. this is what we think the attribution is. And they're removing that transparency and having you rely on black box. That's uh, you know, all sorts of you know, whatever the reasoning is, that that's brutal. Privacy. It's, it's, it's good it's news brutal. for attribution companies. It's not so good for people that probably have nice little setups with Google, and now uh, those are going to go away. And there's really, you know, it, it is what it is. We started with order level order ID attribution. Uh, you know, twenty when I first started, I started from a, a someone's card of orders and start decided to look back and see if I could figure out how they happened. And that's literally how we founded the. The foundation of the company was first party data yep. and we went transparent with it because yeah i mean people are reasonably savvy when they come in if not very savvy and they want to know you're different than facebook google TikTok, whatever youtube why why should i trust you and you know we say well we'll show you everything we have and what our logic is and then i'm going to actually worldwide debut something today called funnel vision we think is the our end game of attribution it's a fully customizable way of looking at it all taking all the attribution models all the different ways to weight the revenue all the different time windows and putting them in one view awesome. so you don't change models you just tinker with this one view and it's it's it literally the url is dev.wickedreports it's not ready for I, i'm scared to click around on it actually but i told the team i said hey i'm 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 showcasing it to start today so you know figure it out i want to show it <laughs> so it's showcaseable so that's one market force. And then the other one, you know, I mean, you know, media buying hasn't got any easier. And, you know, Google came out and said, we don't recommend last click anymore. We, we recommend data-driven strategy, which is their black box. 
yeah. which you still don't know what that means. And if the algorithm just magically always worked, we wouldn't even be talking and everyone, it would be easy. You just throw up your creative and your money and it would just spit out more money always. And that's not the case. You know, yeah. there's still a lot of work to be done, both in the creative and in the targeting and in the positioning where they are in the funnel. But then in the, the, the measurement is gotten only more complex and more necessary. Clients, brands are getting more tight with their money. So they need to see proof that you're bringing value to the table. So we're very cognizant of that and created like, you know, agency cheat sheets and talk tracks for them to use with their clients mm -hmm. that are, you know, transparent. They're not like shady used car salesman pitches. They're just how to present the data in a way they can understand. So that's the hard part though, is you can have, you know, and I, I won't say names, but you know, one client we work with that was flagship and they just, the client clients just don't get it. You could show them the data. And it's really, really frustrating because you have all of these tools and you, you know, you just want to bonk them on the head with a sledgehammer and just smash their brains out because they just don't get it. You can show them, but they just don't understand. And it's the, that's even to me, almost a bigger hurdle than attribution <laughs> is getting the client to understand what they're looking at and why it's important. You know, like they just, they just don't get it. You can have the best data in the world, which Wicked gives, go to them and say, look, your first click you know, your time lead, and I know you know who I'm talking about, your time lead to this is this. And they just, they just go off and make decisions that are harmful to the business that aren't as impactful as what they should be. And that's, you know, I still struggle with that. And that's like a big thing is just client manageability. It's so difficult. You know, it's particularly just, if, when times are a little tighter, and yes. people are a little more tense. And they're, you know, there's more edgy, more on edge, you know, so it's just the way it is. Unfortunately, it's not fun. No, it's <laughs> I don't have any solution for that. If I did, I'd offer it. <laughs> That's why I wear yeah. it. I got a bald spot going right here. <laughs> so yeah, I, think my, I don't have one yet, but no, you got I'm, I'm so shocked. I don't. <laughs> and so uh, then one thing in the middle funnel we're going to show is that, you know, if you go into Google or whatever tool you're using. I mean, and most tools will have first touch, last touch, and they'll have some uh, blended multi-touch way that you just got to trust the algorithm. And we wanted to be transparent about even the, it, the middle because you go into Google Analytics and you'll see a lot of branded search, for sure, that everyone can't stand, but some people say it's a good idea. You know, I'm not going to debate what it is, but you see branded search and you see direct, you see organic search, you see email, you see SMS. Those are all things that could only have occurred because you knew about the brand before that from somewhere. There's no way you just woke up and typed in a brand name and went there unless they have the perfect set of keywords, right? <laughs> and you were so in pain at that solution, you just bought immediately, which is unlikely. You're going to research a little. So I, I kept seeing these last click results and, you know, and be like, okay, well, you want to, you know, SMS is closing 15% of your sales. Make sure you're sending text. But then it was, it was not giving enough credit to the paid yep. or organic or whatever that was moving them in the middle. Cause it's just no, again, no, not many people one click and buy it. Ha it does happen off paid, <laughs> but it won't happen off the, the, the predominant last click revenue champions yep. are, are not ones that generated from cold traffic. They just yep. by their nature. So yep. we set about to solve this because some lady who is very intense about support with us, but is a smart woman. She was like, I can't stand your last click model. She's like, it's giving Facebook credit for my, you know, she had like a $15 tripwire or something, seven, you know, probably ended in a seven, 17 bucks. And then I'm closing them on a grand on email, like two weeks later or some, you know, some amount of time later. But Facebook's showing negative ROAS because email's taking this thousand, and they're already, you know, the, 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 they're not fully cold. Like I got them in from some magnet and then this one moved them to the tripwire sale and then email closed them on the thousand. The thousand bucks should go to Facebook. I want the thousand bucks to go to Facebook. And so my product manager was like, well, so you need us to ignore that click. That was what we originally called it, which is a terrible name, but great functionality. And really what it was is it was like that middle to late, you know, consideration research phase Paid was driving a click and then email closing the bigger number. And so we said, how can we allow you to mix and match while still proving it transparently? And that's what came about. 
So it's a really killer feature, particularly to prove value if you're a media buyer, you can, you, you can see the dollars and the conversions that sold. You can That click converted somewhere else, basically what it is. So why not look at first click on that model and then she would have that thousand attributed to first click if it came in from Facebook. If it was only two clicks, first click works. Well, but, uh, think about when's the last time you set up a client, you just had two campaigns running. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah. If it's a really cheap item, like yep. a toothbrush or something, you could run first click, last click. But anything with consideration. She wants, she wants the click before middle of funnel, basically, to get the credit is what she's saying. She I mean? wanted the click before the clicks before the last click. If they were paid, she wanted the option to give to see a view that gave them credit or not. She wanted to change her mind based on, you know, if the email person wanted to see it to email and she wanted us to always account for the order ID. So we weren't, you know, if they, we were double counting, it was just transparent based on what the needs are. Because the revenue is a signal of what action you should take. So if you want a model where sometimes it's going to overcount, that's not bad. If you're like, I just need to be able to say I had 10 orders of a hundred bucks. They were a thousand bucks. I want to see a thousand dollars and where you put the thousand for this particular thing I'm trying to solve, which in her case was, I want to see what the clicks were before the last click, because there's no way someone just bought my thousand dollar package without hearing about me somewhere else. So first click covers cold, first click by an essence is cold traffic. So anyone that was a great lead that bought the thousand dollar thing, but it was Facebook wasn't the very first click, first click loses it, and then you lose that. So anything with three clicks or more, middle funnel grabs those second until the last based on different parameters that we can get into or not, you know, but the concepts what's important. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, that's probably a lot of people's heads are spinning and it's complex, but I'm sure you're going to show us. One yeah. Let me, uh, and it will make it all easier to understand. Let's show a live client here. So here we are in a last click model and it's last click 14 days. And this is his Facebook. We'll talk about view confidence later. Look at and that. Here we'll get into views after. So 14 days, Facebook spend and results. So he's doing all right. He's doing pretty good. 3.3. So it's saying if the face click, if Facebook had a last click and then we see an order in his Shopify within 14 days, give it credit. So here you go. Some are better than others. And that's how it's working. Now, the attributed ROI here is based on a couple, you know what, let me move some columns around. I laugh. No, uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, looks like an old campaign still doing pretty good there, right? Yeah, there, huh? <laughs> I don't still kicking that one. Yeah. So the, uh, the we got view conversions we'll talk about in a minute. But so here's this row as, uh, let's look at it with no clicks at all. And I want, no people to understand, no I want people to understand is you, so a lot of um, any legit media buyers going to save you through is really don't have their place in optimization. You have the same mindset and stance as that assume. I have a stance that if you have good video, middle funnel, or if you um, you just see a lot of click conversions, then it stands the reason that some views are likely somewhat helpful. So right. we allow you to pick how much you want us to give them credit. We pull Facebook's views at the order ID level. They mask it, but we know they're from real orders. We built this with Facebook's engineers of you know engineers of a while ago that were like awesome people. And then you get to pick how much you want us to weight it. So I personally like twenty five or fifty. I feel like. A few of the views are legit, but not how much they're grabbing. Right, true. And yeah. so when you see a ton of click conversions here, like there's a lot right there, I'd say, yeah, I want to give some additional to view because it's good. When you see like almost none, then it's probably the views aren't working either, is my opinion, unless it's like amazing video. Correct. That's my two cents on it. So let's start from worst, strictest scenario possible. Let's not count any clicks, cost and clicks only. And all of these you can click on and actually see the actual order IDs, who they are, what they bought. We can do this because we're not a uh, third party, we're first party. And it's their data and it's used for them only. And we're not shipping it out to an ad platform or doing anything nefarious. It's just for them to see. So it's completely legal. And Apple's already established all the precedent on first party data, fortunately. 
as well. So, so this is showing, I spent this, I made this, and here's my ROAS and ROI. So immediately anybody would say, wow, that's bad. You know, first reaction is, wow, that's not very good. Yes. You know? First reaction is like, uh-oh, cut spend. Only on these two are working. Everything else cut. Now we're gonna add in, first we're gonna add in middle funnel. So we hit yes, middle funnel, which says, it has to be after they were a new lead, before they did the last click. So the idea is they're already in the CRM. Cause if you, if you do a cold traffic, we've already attributed it to cold traffic. We're not gonna attribute it to middle. So we take care to say, they have to already be in, we cross-reference and segment against Clavio. In this case, this guy's Clavio. We say the click occurred. They're already in the they're already in the CRM. They're not in the cart, and it wasn't last click. So it's a lot going on there. But at the end of the day, let me uh, let me pull the middle funnel conversions in here. Where are we? I'm gonna get rid of that guy. Bring in the revenue too here. Love being able to do this. I am gonna have you show. Um, how much revenue can be driven. So check it out. That is 131. So more clicks, more revenue from clicks before the last click than last clicks. So if you're banging your head against the wall, you're like, my ROAS is so-so, but I know people are buying, more people are buying. I want credit. Facebook says an astronomical amount. Client doesn't believe that. This is the, these are the clicks. Here they are. These are the exact clicks of people that then later last click bought some so, on some other some other campaign than this row. So let's break this down because even I'm getting a little bit confused. And some people, so you have 121,000 of last click revenue, 131,000 of middle of funnel conversion revenue. So how can you have more last click revenue, or how can you have more middle of funnel conversion revenue than last click revenue? Let's break it down for people that. Yeah, you know, let's put the last click right, uh, right in there. So we have 196 yeah. middle funnel sales versus So 100. So think about this. This this person. They email every day. Yep. They pretty much they email people that don't open again. They text this massive list of texts. We're talking a couple hundred thousand people getting texts every day. This stuff works. It just works. You just hammer them <laughs> for his audience. Yep. And, and they have a huge social following. So basically, this is saying on this particular pop yep. deals, Facebook's reporting 12,452 clicks. Yep. 329 joined the CRM from this click. 196 clicked on this clicked on this uh, campaign, didn't buy, later bought from somewhere else, meaning email, SMS, branded search, some other Facebook campaign, SMS, I said that already, uh, organic, direct. So this is saying this led to a conversion somewhere else. It's a massive amount. I mean, 637 sales that Facebook last click a pure last click model wouldn't give Facebook credit to. It's a lot. I mean, talking double the revenue. Yep. So for this one, this scenario, 196, there was 370 total sales, right? Yes. 196 of those came from some other click, were involved in some other click somewhere else. Yes. Okay. And then the, the last click, 174 of those, let's break that down. These were... were we within 14 days we took 170 these uh, these 374 orders and looked back in time and this particular campaign was the closest click to the sale and it was within 2 weeks which is the setting and there was nothing in between the sale and that click so we know we can give it last click credit so what does somebody do with that data so we have a whole scale kill chill framework, which I won't get into too intensely. Like we have a way that we can walk, your, the, the app will actually, I'm in a God mode here, but if you were user mode, it would actually pop up and walk you through the framework. But 
at the end of the day, let's see if he's got any, uh, okay, he's just doing one ad and one ad set. So at the end of the day, this one's easy. I'm making five to one, spend more. <laughs> the most easiest strategy ever. When you're, when you're exceeding your ROAS goals, you're likely leaving money on the table. So you go and look in the ad platform metrics about reach and impression, or if it's Google campaign, if my impression share is low and I'm making five to one, Jesus, you got to spend more money there. It's just like someone's walking by in a search and your stores closed because they didn't even see you. Right. Spend more money. So what happens if glasses are five plus, you're leaving, you're likely leaving money on the table. So what are you, what happens if you switch that to a first click and look at that campaign from a first click view? Because you, no, that was my new cheat sheet one I want to show you. So first click's going to change it for sure. So let's look at top deals and let's do one more thing while we're here. Let's do the views and then we'll go look at first click. And then I want to debut um, funnel vision, which actually encompasses all of it at once. So you don't have to pop around. So the, when the additional you, thing. You say, real quick, when you say pour more spend into it, to me, my brain says, but how is that doing in, from a first click? perspective as well because well, it, it depends so for me with attribution models they were built based on talking to marketers and then saying i'm trying to measure x it's not just like i'm off geeking out with my data although that is fun <laughs> with the idea is hey i'm showing stuff to cold traffic i need to know downstream are they buying and like they, when they get recurring subscriptions i need to know where the hell they i first found them that's first click to me. And because. so this particular sale is not, uh, this one is probably just a spray and pray. I just want to sell. It's a deal. I want people to buy for whatever reason on earth. Right. Yeah. So that's and the only there. reason I say that is because it could be complex as to where is like, let's say there's no exclusions set up on this campaign, but it's set up. I'm assuming I don't being as it's horrible naming conventions. <laughs> I don't know if this is a top of funnel or if this is targeting this one says warm with exclusions. So warm to me means they've at least aware of the brand. Right. Yeah. But it's a fair it's a fair thing to wonder on some of this uh, this TOF top of the audience. Nice That's name. Cold. I know. I know. <laughs> right. So that should have been cold, but they may have duped something and put it in there. It's tough I to say. Cold. Yeah, and it's hard. This, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. The reason I was asking was because let's just say let's take this top deals one, and let's just say we didn't know by looking at this data, if it was top of funnel or middle of funnel, if it was top of funnel and immediate, and I see a lot of media buyers, media buyers do this. And there's two reasons there's, there's pluses to doing it. And there's not pluses to doing it of adding in audience exclusions of, Hey, I want to exclude all of bottom of funnel, which is hard to do with opt out. Um, mm -hmm. There's ways to help to do it, but it's not hundred percent perfect. Like it used to be anymore, but the middle of funnel, you can really exclude. And some people, if they don't have this type of technology, will either sometimes forget to exclude or they don't exclude. And a lot of the reasons why I was asking that is because let's say it, let's say they excluded their middle of funnel. Well, then our top of funnel from a first click probably would have looked, you know, probably really, really good because there shouldn't have been a lot of middle of funnel in here unless Facebook was, you know, not able to identify those users. But other media buyers will actually, um, like we don't necessarily always exclude because then you can get purchase uh, purchase velocity to help those uh, ad sets optimize where other some people do um, if they're trying to keep it pure cold. So that's kind of where I was going with it. But it's, it's yeah. So no, that's a great point. So this one, I pull it up. So this is warm, which we think means they aren't cold. So therefore doing good as a, it's a deal go by. Yep. So on cold traffic, it's not doing nearly as well. 1.9. Makes sense because it's mainly warm. Correct. And so if you do that and use the models in conjunction, it that's how you can scale accurately. You just get an edge on someone that's just not doing that. Correct. But, but you do have to get, if you don't get your targeting right. So then this one that's doing well, let's just see if this is a top or not. No, warm and hot. So sometimes, then sometimes it's, the message, sometimes it's the targeting, sometimes it's certain offers work good on cold and they're horrific on warm because they've heard you say the same things 85 times and they're tuning you out and vice versa. Something that you're like, I'm stale, this is stale. No, it's not, not to the cold people, it isn't, not to the new cold ones. They're like, oh my God, it's amazing. And it's it depends on the brand too, because a lot like, to me, I wouldn't necessarily 
probably want to scale that as much, even though it's doing good, because I could potentially be hitting them as from, and I'm, we're going real, we're nerding in real deep here, but I may not want to scale that as much because it's not cold because this is warm, you know, and some people don't like, to, it depends on the brand. It depends on the brand owner. It depends on their level of, you know, savviness, but they may say, well, I don't want to spend more on that because I can get them from email and from SMS. So I was looking at it more of when we say scale this to the moon, is this really incremental from a top, top of funnel perspective, which in this case, it was targeting middle funnel anyway. So, yep. No. And then let's touch on view before I show you this new funnel vision. So again, everyone got to get their own opinion on view, but let me uh, just kind of cruise over here. So here's our middle funnel. Here's our last click. Here's our view. Yep. So my opinion on view is like, okay, let's give some. When you're, when you're seeing this many click sales, particularly these, these lower ones, we'll see what they have. But if you only have three last click sales and it says like 90 view through, yeah, it's garbage. It's probably garbage unless you have the greatest video on earth and they just were so compelled to type in your domain and go there, <laughs> which yeah. I don't know, maybe it happens. What do I know? But you can just mix and match. So let's just say we want to give half credit. So I pick half. I hit apply. Let's look at what the ROAS is right now. 314. It's going to go up. On that note of what you were saying, if it's garbage or not, the way that I would determine that is, is it purely cold traffic? Are we excluding middle of funnel and bottom of funnel? And is it video? And if all of those answers were yes, then it's very likely that you could give even a little bit more credit to the view. But that scenario is probably about one in a billion that you're going to see that. Um, yeah. So here it is. Facebook, half credit, 345. So 345 total conversions Facebook reported in a month off this advertiser. Half credit is 72 grand. And that's coming from, uh, you know, order IDs that we have. And then you can scroll through and compare clicks versus 50% views. So I would take these. If you're closing that many click sales, yeah, you probably get a few more view as well. Mm -hmm. And then this one, maybe not, unless that's video. Yep. And then the gift card one, if you only get eight sales, really, did you get 40 views? Mm, I don't know. And so that it's subjective. And you just get it. I mean, because it really is based on what you said. So we were trying to, you know, agonize. We're like, well, let's just let you mix and match on the fly. And based on what you're looking at, you can change your percentage. So it's a way to make Facebook's attribution work in your favor, we think. Two questions. I noticed up on the top, if you scroll up, incrementality is becoming a bigger word in the last year since budgets are getting tight. You have an incremental Facebook offline conversion revenue. Uh, is that just basically offline conversion revenue or is what does yep. the incremental mean? Is that, that is on top? Is that tracked on top of, are you deduping and it's tracked on top, which makes it incremental of what Facebook's missing or is it just straight offline revenue? It's straight offline revenue. So whether or not this advertiser pushed it in from offline because they do some offline stuff is debatable. <laughs> It could be, I don't know. How if you did it like that, so offline for everyone listening. So you go to an event, this guy goes sell lobster rolls. They got a fancy stand. There's some big expo and they're just selling them like hotcakes there. They can go in and say, they could have been running ads. Hey, we're going to be at this, uh, you know, festival or fair, come down and get lobster rolls and just geolocate, sell the lobster rolls when they're there and then upload the orders and say, Hey, these, we just closed all these people at our booth. Um, did Facebook help drive the traffic? That's the idea. So, so Paul, like your question to Melissa earlier on this, I think it was on this chat about lead tracking, that would work from that perspective for your Facebook ads. You'd be able to offline that and, and see it in Wicked. But on that on that note, Scott, are you deduping? You we guys don't are dupe the order IDs. We send um, what we're given based on, there's a bunch of advanced configurations in there. Because dedupe has to happen. Well, Facebook and the, where I'm going with this, and I don't know the level of technology, but this just, I don't think this can be done. I'm 99.9 sure, but Facebook obviously doesn't dedupe your offline revenue, your pixel revenue, right? So through the API, pretty sure the answer is no. Can you get back which, because you can't, no, you can't get the, they mask the order ID. If you try to send up just like one order or two orders, you got to send a minimum set of orders. 
and then they'll give you the summary of the attribution. Right. So you can't, there's no way that you and your system would be able to dedupe the two because that would be groundbreaking. And I could tell you all kinds of cool things that we could do with it. Yeah. We, there's no, we dedupe when we send up the views, we are sending up unattributed. <clears throat> it is a way we figure out which ones we want to send and whatnot. That's right. pretty cool, but not complete utter dedupe because those you orders could have been closed somewhere else. They're right. Facebook. But you can't dedupe like on this scenario, right? You have wicked attributed revenue versus offline conversion revenue. There could be duplicate revenues in there, correct? Because you're not deduping offline. No, we so we dedupe against clicks. Not uh, this one is a little different, it's a little hairier. We got to go read the doc there to get to the specifics. <laughs> May not be interesting. Me and you could stay on. This one is only. We don't have a last click, so we'll listen to Facebook. So this one is a deduped. No, it, it's an only sending order IDs because either one of two reasons. There's some way you're uploading them in because it's it was an actual offline occurrence, which we have winemakers that do that right. in a couple of the you know edge cases, or click data. So we'll take offline as a secret way to get more attribution, right? It's, it's more provable to us because we generally can track a lot of stuff. So, hmm. I mean, here with all these features on, we're over 100% of his revenue, 109%. So we know there's overlap, nine percent uh, over. So already we got to cut. We, uh, my opinion is, cut this down to twenty-five because it's overcounted. Okay. So did, was that sunsetted the Facebook offline? I don't remember. Was that one? It, of the it's only kept on for people that actually need it because we had people that were using it, and then there's it's it's not trivial to set up seamlessly. So it's there for people that actually have the need in the use case and are going to use it. Okay. But we don't want the beginning, not the beginning, but the initial experience of Wicker Reports, there's a lot of stuff to learn and we didn't want that. That was causing some, it just wasn't the best user experience to worry about Facebook's offline conversion. Well, and that's the one thing about which I know that we've been working on and trying to get better, but that's you know one of the big things with Wicked is there's so much here. And it's so complex that for some that don't really understand and take, it's not like you can just like, like triple Y, you can just sign up and it's, that's so basic, but you can't get to this level of detail to really optimize the way you really want to optimize to suck a lot of lemon juice out of that lemon. And that was, I'd that's agree what, with that's Trip, what makes, triple whales got some basic reporting. That's kind of nice yeah. around the financials and product skew but, profitability. They're not actually, it's almost like triple whales, like a, trying to become a CRM or reporting where everything's not bad and nothing is decent, but to specialize in any one area, you need an additional tool. That's my obviously biased right. opinion, but that's, that's what I see from people that use us and then still use them for the financial piece. I know you'll love this question, but, and I was saying this earlier, but sh you show me how you validate your data. Oh, I mean, well, you come in here and we say there's a sale, you click on it, and you can actually see who the people are. Click and then the you click on that, and we'll show you everything we know. So if you ever want to debate, oh, my CRM says this, or my Google Analytics says it, we have everyone's lifetime value, and you can click on any row and actually see everything. And for this particular advertiser, he'd been around for a while. Well, geez, and this is a perfect middle, uh, look at this guy, so... Came in from a IYB, <laughs> then got retarget. So this is what happens, right? Then retargeted, it didn't close. Almost a month later, new campaign is the warm audience because they've had traffic before. Yep. This is where top of the funnel got some interest based on squids. Go figure, man. <laughs> then a warm audience gets them in. Then we cross-reference again. Oh, then there's an order from actual order ID from um. Shopify, and then they're still clicking on stuff after, which is then they then they go and direct, then they're getting a text about their order. You can go see what URLs they visited. Here's the actual URL, so it's all out there. It's complete transparency because you need that to understand and learn. Because otherwise, you're like, why does Facebook say different stuff? Well, they're not trying to give. They're our business is attribution. It's all we do. It's all I've done. 
Well, Lamy like that I was going to do it. <laughs> and uh, it's better than agency, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but you still do it. <laughs> so yeah, so we give the detail here, uh, and so it matters. And so that's in some of these, you know, this one, well, that worked. I mean, it's almost the gap of a month. So if you're a Facebook ad buyer and you did this cold traffic, well, and then you're like, geez, I'm going to kill it because it's not buying. Well, we'll still attribute it back for first click or, or some of these other models, you know, new lead. And then we can show, hey, you weren't spending, but you actually have ROAS. You should turn the thing back on. It just was delayed conversions, right. particularly with subscri e-com subscription brands. That happens all the time. Right. Once you get someone recur once or twice and you're like, oh, my God, look at all this revenue. We attribute that. You don't. You don't need to hit a pixel. We can dig into the recur payment, map it all back. So let's dive into the um, funnel vision. Funnel vision. So here's the idea of funnel vision. We we got we got excited about the middle funnel, and we saw how much value it brought. And then we was like, well, you know, we kind of want to do top of the funnel the same way, where instead of having just first click or just new lead. Why don't we combine them and just say, hey, top of the funnel have be a definition of all the activity until they appear in a CRM. And then middle funnel be some arbitrary amount of click time before the bottom of the bottom of the funnel be some sort of area, not just last click, but hey, what's going on near the bottom and have that be customizable. And then have the middle be whatever the middle time you want it to be. So you could basically customize and look at things from a funnel perspective and, and it would make multi-touch easier, but then allow you to do everything from one screen. So you, if this goes as well as we hope and think, you're not, you're, you're just going to come here. You're not going to have to go pop between models and wonder, and I'll show you a few things why, but it's basically going to give you your complete picture and decisions all, all at once is the, is the goal. So here we have, you know, a breakdown top, middle and bottom of the funnel. And then we have, you know, this is at a channel level. You know, we already looked at some of this ROI, you know, your cost per lead, your new lead, CPC. But here's what's kind of cool. We break down the sales by top, middle and bottom. So this is better than having a, a murky. And again, it'll all be uh, transparent. You can click on it and get in there. Right now, it's you see that we're literally on a dev site. So. I'm scared to click many things right now, <laughs> but the this is going to tell you where is this working and why at a, even at a campaign level. So you can just based on your when you're targeting, you can say okay, based on anyone pre CRM, what's converting sales the best? In this case, it's this fourth row. Let's see what that is. Other, which in this case could mean Pinterest, could mean organic, could mean whatever it's going to mean, and then middle what's converting the best at middle and then bottom what's doing it last. So you can think of, we think the marketers mostly think of it that way, but also then it, it makes it easier to act on the data in our opinion, rather than having to then take a, add in four or five more models. This encompasses all of it into one. Yep. That's pretty neat. Mm. And then you can change your time windows. So you can say, well, but all the clicks we want, Bottom of funnel, any clicks in the last week before the sale go in the bottom. And then three days is the middle. And then the top, and then the top is pre-CRM up into the creation of a new CRM record. So it'd be very uh, logical, but also you can configure and change things. And then you can see the results and the breakdown. In this case, you know, this middle funnel is not doing very hot for him, but. And then you can um, ideally act easier, but also just understand the attribution and act on it from this breakdown alone. What's the order overlap? Negative 15% order overlap across your funnel. What does that mean? I don't know what negative 15. We, we see this is still dev. I don't know why that would be negative. So yeah, this is dev. Okay. I can. My opinion is that me, I'm thinking that means you know what? I don't even want to guess. Let's go through. So I start clicking around here. Who knows what the hell I'm thinking that I'm thinking that we put that in there for because is each one of those top funnel columns, middle of funnel and bottom of funnel, is it deduping across each cam? Yeah, it based on what you pick here. Linear means never dedupe. Full impact means dedupe at a campaign level, but not overall. 
So like here's this Facebook view. So here's interesting things. This is based on semi-accurate data. It's dev, so it's not pristine, but it's there. Uh, 59% of his Facebook sales are coming from the top. So, I mean, and Facebook, admittedly, not very good at tracking its own best, sometimes best thing, which is top of the funnel. And so then we can scroll through and see his campaigns. I'm pretty psyched. This is this is a tiny server. This is working nice and fast. So here, here's some top, middle, bottom. You can see some cases, even though the top is still closing the bottom even better, some of these deal ones. Yep. Hmm. Oh, I don't need and then this is dev, so I don't even know if this is 100% accurate. Yeah, might be all jacked up. <laughs> it's the concept that matters. Scroll down, and we can look at this off-funnel vision, but scroll down, and this is one other thing I wanted to highlight. Uh, go down to where it says four. The, this is oh. like the agency back. Uh, four. Yeah, this one. Uh, nope, it should be campaign. is called four in brackets. Scroll way down. Right there. So the one that says $68,795. Oh, yeah, yeah uh, this is a this is still buggy because these are actually should be zeros right here. No, 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 no. Uh right, right down. 309 sales. Yeah. So the reason I'm pointing this out is look at the and we can go and verify this off. And I know this account, so I know. But if you scroll to the left, the cost is probably going to be zero. Currently, yes. Right. So I'm sure it is because this is this is a couple of years old agency. Yes. So the nice thing about Wicked, and we can you can talk a little bit about this, is, is you guys have lifetime attribution for lifetime, and he's been with you since day one, I think. So he's got years and years and years and years of data, probably a decade. And this campaign from probably three years 20, ago. Yeah, to 2020. Drove $70,000 in revenue. Top of funnel, I don't know if I can. I would have to assume. Oh, it's all bottom of funnel, maybe. Uh, no, so that yeah, so it's top. That uh, that that is still uh. I mean, again, this is dev. It's repeating the data. This is legit right here. We can go look at. We go look at him in the um. Where are we at? This is the first click. Point yeah. is, point is that's been off for years, and you're able to track years later. Yeah, something. here it is, right here, from a uh, first click. So here's 291 sales, zero cost. They haven't run this campaign. Uh, I don't even know how long it's been, but these people are all still buying. So it helps you as a media buyer also. I was like, this was a great campaign. I mean, it might be because of IDFA. I don't know why it may or may not work anymore, but right, you get the credit. So for you know whoever was in here, if it was 415, they come in and say, hey, this month, I know we're trying new stuff. But our cold traffic has done, you know, this is like 90 grand, 90 grand in cold, tra cold traffic from campaigns that have been months ago, years ago, bought over Christmas. Yep. So that's why sometimes you got to pay the piper at the top of the funnel because it works. It's a delay. Well, we can prove that out if you can get the client to take the right like 60, 90 day mindset. If your top of the funnel stuff is doing any good, we'll track it down for you. I mean, I don't know. Let's just go look at these two randos here. See who they are. Uh, order date. When did they first? I mean, they'll be super old, I imagine. Let's go check out Steve Wilson here. See what his story is. So this might take a sec. We have grind back like three, four years of quick data. Hmm. Team's always like, don't demo these super long ones. This might take a minute. So basically, we're going back years ago. Yeah, April twenty eighth, twenty twenty. Beef tenderloin. Bought so clicked and bought fast. That was during COVID. Everyone's buying online. And then look at this, Google AdWords, and then bought off an email over Christmas this year. So then you see this and you're like, wow, email, last click, killed it, which is true. Good email. But yeah. they wouldn't be on the list if it wasn't for good old what, beef, beef tenderloin. Yep. I don't even right. know if this URL even be up anymore. Let's, we can go click and see. I wonder if it's even there anymore. No, redirected to lobster face. Mm-hmm. So at the time, that's why first party data is nice too, right? You get these people, you get them in the list. So if you're doing Facebook and you're getting lead gen on a, you know, 10% off or whatever the hell the coupon e-com strategy is, it works. Yeah. It's proof right here. 300 bucks that happened because of cold, well, cold traffic and he bought right away. You know, that, the good old days. <laughs> yep. Yep. I love so that. That's what happens. So that's good proof of your value, the 309 here. Yep. So 
Man, I can't believe it's already been almost an hour, man. Anything yeah. else you want to chat about before we go on? Well, I was going to say we're coming up on the hour. Let me see if there's any questions. Um, yeah, there are some questions. Oh, cool. Fire away. Uh, yeah, there's quite a few, actually. I didn't nice. see I apologize, Nolan. Does Scott define middle of funnel as ad engagers and watchers or landing page viewers? Neither. We find it as a click that hit your anywhere you have our tracking code. And it was not the last click, but it was within, within the last click window. Nolan, you're talking. This advertiser, there's a 14-day window. If they click there, they don't buy, and they buy somewhere else on some other tracked click, then we consider it middle of the funnel. Um, yeah. And Nolan, you're talking about middle of funnel for, even though we're looking at Facebook data, we're looking at business as a whole. So there'd be two middle of funnel definitions in, in, in use here, middle of funnel, Facebook related, and then middle of funnel, just business as a whole. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, that's why we took a pure data approach because a lot of uh, people have different opinions on that. So we're like, okay, our line in the sand is has to be not a new lead. Uh, even if you're not doing lead gen, not in the CRM, past the CRM create date before the last tracked attributed click. Because then we know it is pure marketing that did work and it led to a sale, but they already knew about you. Yep. Yep. And then- It's a helpful thing we don't see anyone else doing. Nolan, I know you're listening because I just saw your message. So I know we're a little bit delayed, but uh, you're asking about if Facebook's expansion feature was checked. I missed your question when we were going and, and nerding out. I don't know what that was specifically related to. Uh, I can say something about that, though. With Google, they have the same thing. They have, hey, expand, which means they're going to stop blowing your money on broad keywords and see if you notice. <laughs> we, if, 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 if they use, it's called aggressive auto-targeting. And if you do that, Google's API tells us Hey, we don't have the keyword or we don't know what the logic was here, but it was because of aggressive auto-targeting. We'll put that in, not in the campaign, but if you were in Google and we drilled down, we would show you what it was. I don't know if, oh God, this is a funnel vision live test, man. Who knows this is going to work on our tiny dev server. <laughs> He's going to kill me. I should go try it on his prod stuff. Okay, so let's just try a... Search terms ROAS here. Let's just see if this even works. I, nice. once, I once did a live demo with somebody and it, none of their platform works. So you're, uh, you're, uh, <laughs> this is, a, I'm pretty pumped that this is working this good. The, pro, the product manager to be giddy. So here's all the keywords just to, for Google. So if Google and Facebook, we're going to show the ad set in the ad. We're not going to show it. Uh, they, uh, Facebook ignored your ad set and actually went outside of it. But if, if in here you had, hey, Google, aggressively auto-target means they're going to ignore and do other stuff, it would say here, aggressive auto-target. I don't think we'll get that lucky and show up. Look at a lot of keywords here. Okay. This is holding up nice. I like I like the new UI. It's fun. Okay. Anything else for me? No, I think... Um... A lot of people like good feedback. Um, Andy says, yeah, typically 30 days prior to the sale must have been clicked from something else. Um, no, I know that if anybody has questions, I know you're easily readily available. I will tell you this. <clears throat> if you dive into Wicked, so Scott's wife, Melissa's, does all the demos. She's great. Um, yep. If you need to set something up with her, let me know. We'll get you on the board. Uh, this platform can be overwhelming. It very well can be until you learn it and learn how to navigate. Once you do, it is the most amazing thing that you'll ever incorporate into your ad buying structure. If you guys need help with it, let Scott's team know. Let me know. I can um, dive in, help you understand it. I know we did. We had one guy, and I, I think I told Melissa this, but you know, he did. A, he was a big GA guy, uh, Universal Analytics, and he used. He's actually pretty advanced at Google Analytics. He was using like custom attribution models and everything, and he did, he dove in to a wicket and he was like, I don't like this. I was like, what do you mean you don't like this? There's no way you don't like this. We, I spent 45 minutes with him and kind of going into what we're showing him and actually showed him, you know, Hey, you can do this. And I know you guys have gotten, I know you guys have your whole agency program you rolled out, which is awesome. And some other stuff. But when we were done after like 30 or 45 minutes of a, a real deep 
deep demo because I know Melissa only has so much time. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, fuck, this is the best thing ever. Um, <laughs> thought it was the best thing ever and was so helpful and so thankful. So I know it's for new people that are getting into ad buying and really don't understand attribution and are very analytical and, you know, it can be very, very hard, which is why Funnel Vision has come about, you know? Yes. Um, and I will add, I'll put a help. Uh, we have what's called a wicked playbook, which we overhaul based on feedback. And so it's just, if you go in, we have this help.wicked reports that you just type in playbook in here. So we have a framework now, and this will literally, uh, and, and you can trigger these in app. So, I mean, obviously you had the founder, so you don't need that, but it'll walk you through your data and ask you, and you click and it's like dynamic and it'll then lead you to a decision, Got which it. I don't think any other tool does. Additionally, we have dedicated Slack channels for agencies, which have been just a boom. People have loved them. So you don't have to wait and put in a ticket every time. Four hour support now, right? 24, 20, 24 uh, do we have a 24 hour? You know, I'm not sure. It's close. I know we have a lot of international folks, so it wasn't Zoom, good. They would not stay. <laughs> I'm not am sure. I thinking am I thinking close. Might be 18 hour support. I don't know if we have. I'm just blanking on it. Honestly, I don't want to tell you that and then find out. They we don't. Get on, I'm thinking. I think another, but they can get on with Zoom right away, right? That's. Oh still- yeah, no, we have live. Yeah, you can be uh, in the app. You can live chat. And if you need to get a Zoom, unless the team's booked, I mean, there's a team of support team of ten. They'll get on and live Zoom with you. Yep, which has made awesome. a huge. I mean, our retention all time high last month, almost almost one hundred percent revenue retention. It's close. Cool. So I mean, it's not always. But I agree with you. If you're new starting out, only spending a couple grand a month, I don't think you should worry about tracking yet. I think you should worry about you know getting better at just marketing in general. Then once you have a fair, once you consistent amount of sales, yep. then you then attribution is when it can really take you to the next level. But a newbie, uh, I mean, if you're a hardcore data person, perhaps, but you need ad spend because you need data in order to make it uh, use. And you, need, and you need time just to learn and understand what you're looking at because there's a hundred different ways to skin what we looked at. And you could, you know, we could have went in circles, cutting yeah. it, and it in different ways and forming different opinions. And everybody has, you know, which is why attribution is so complex. There's not, there's not a right answer for anyone. It's you know, every single person has different goals and they look at it differently, which adds to the complexity, essentially. Yeah, that's why funnel vision is good and bad. It's good. It'll lay it all out. But then you have a lot of bells and whistles that matter. You can change a time window. You can include or disclude views and it'll radically change your ROAS. You can include the re- all the revenue order or have us fractionalize it across all the touch points. Only have us fractionalize it for certain areas in the funnel. It'll cover everything. But that, that means, yeah, learning. Yep. Well, if you have any questions, Scott, what's the best way for people to get a get a hold of you, reach out? Right on the homepage, we have live chat on there now. So wickedreports.com. I'm, I'm Scott at wickedreports.com. That'll come directly to my inbox. Um, I'm not on Facebook a ton. No offense, but uh, I just, I'm just not on there a ton. But Justin does a good job of pinging me if I get pinged. <laughs> Thank you. One of your many, do, many helpful things you do. Uh, but I mean, a couple of Wicker reports people are in the ad leaps group. So just flagging me or Melissa will work. Yep. Sounds Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. I appreciate the time. Um, I'll get you a copy of the video cause I know Beth will want it. So I'll send yes. her. Great. So, Thanks. All right. Thanks. Thanks guys for joining. Appreciate it. Bye.